When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, no receiver has ever won the award before. Um, but uh, to consider me as an MVP candidate is something that I'm, you know, grateful for. Um, but, I mean, as long as I'm providing for my team, uh, doing what I need to do for this team, uh, MVP won't won't determine uh, the stuff that I did for my team throughout the season. Um, you know, I'm the most valuable player in my own eyes. You know, so uh, getting the award will be fine. It'll be fantastic. But um, I mean, to, to be in the discussion is is good enough. Who was it to see Anthony Edwards go over there and like the uh, PR guy Aaron kind of pulled Anthony Edwards over? This is all on Valley Sports North the other night, and and I was trying to read his lips, but he said something. He said like Jeff. Something Jeff and Anthony Edwards kind of did the okay. And he slowly walks over and you saw Anthony Edwards and Justin Jefferson, the present and the future of Minnesota sports, embracing after that Wolves game. I think that may have been the first time that they've met on camera or in public. Like, I don't, unless you guys can think of another time where they've been like at the same place at the same time publicly before Jefferson's courtside quite a bit actually so I bet they've talked before but yeah that's the first time that I've seen them on brace on camera it was very and cool. then KJ Osborne was there too you know he gave about I would say 90 percent of the time to Justin and then kind of quick you know not to be disrespectful just said hi to KJ and then a kid came over to Ant with an Anthony Edwards yes, basketball card. I was watching this. And he right couldn't get, he handed Ant the pen, and he yep. couldn't get the card out of the sleeve. And he sat there for like 30 seconds or longer, and Ant's like trying to be respectful, but guy, I am not going to sit here all day. The kid finally got the card out of the pouch. That's the problem with cards now, too, because in my day, no pouch. You just took the card, right, and the marker, and you, you got pulled it out of the and, spoke of your bicycle. Because now it's like, now and it's you like, had uh, red grain. Now it's like it. this. You got this thing, you got that thing, and so like now I'm trying to get it out of the path. It takes too much time. Yeah, yeah. Joe, what was it like? Uh, you know, going to Johnny Unitas's games back in the the 1950s. Yeah, Johnny Unitas. You know, the one I enjoyed the most was probably Y.A. Tittle, followed by Sid Luckman, uh, Sid and Luckman then Johnny was, U. Yeah. Sid Luckman okay. was great. I mean, he'd go down. He'd drive the ball downfield consistently. Third down, he was a master. Those quarterbacks did not care about. It. You know, you and sometimes they'll say now that an interception on a third and long is like a punt. Quarterbacks back in the day just thought that any long pass on the field in any situation was a punt, and that's okay. You know what you didn't see back then? Personal foul, roughing the passer. You didn't see that call too much back then. No. The guy just bled basically until he got back in the huddle. (laughs)
Uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. This is the most listened to Vikings podcast in all of America. So thank you to all of you who make that happen on a regular basis. Uh, the show is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision, and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. We will get you... Uh, we're going to play just a little clip without the NFL hammering us, hopefully, of Kevin O'Connell, and we'll have a Kevin O'Connell discussion here in a moment. A million listeners, I feel like, have sent us. Have you seen the Kevin O'Connell mic'd up thing or heard it yet? <laughs> Uh, but be sure to be sending in pictures of your cans this weekend, folks. Your surly cans, that is. It, yeah, that is right. And so I got a note from um, on Twitter from a listener yesterday, and it was a very good point. It basically chastised me because it said, you're always talking about furious. You're always talking about, about before I die. Um, and logic bombs. This person said, Judd, what are you doing? Why aren't you talking about controlled chaos? Controlled chaos oh, is great. Go. Now, that's the thing is I have been, and I would like to full, I self-report. I have been delinquent in, in really going down a list. So if mm. you've got a surly beer that you drink, tweet me at Jay Zolgad. Let me know. I will work, work it in. So today is all about controlled chaos, surly brewing. The roster is so deep. That you know what? Some of the key players get ignored. So today, a shout out to Control Chaos because Surly Brewing has so many great beers. The weekend is here. Enjoy them, and of course, enjoy Surly responsibly. Yes. All right, boys. It's a feedback Friday here on Purple Daily, and also over on Mackie and Judd, our other daily podcast. Very Vikings heavy on on that show these days as well. This is where we basically just compile as many questions and comments and critiques from you guys throughout the week. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab there. Uh, we're also monitoring the YouTube comment section and Twitter and other places. But we received so many comments of people just saying, oh, my God, have you seen the five-minute mic'd up video <laughs> from that Patriots game, Kevin O'Connell? So let's just play a clip here, and then we can react here. Big night for you, And I'm not just saying that. Lead this group, brother. Big night for you, Kurt. Hey, have fun tonight, man. Just go play. You know exactly what to do. Go. Hey, let's go. Lose these guys tonight. Hey, fly around like a wild man. Fly around. Hey, do your thing. Lead these guys, EK. You be ready to go, bro. Hey, look at Big Willie. Looking good, brother. So just a few comments here. Bo on Twitter says he's a leader for the entire team, not just certain guys or positions. KOC praises everyone for their successes. Love to see him giving the offensive line credit. Uh, there's another clip in that video where after a big touchdown drive or whatever, he goes over to the offensive line and says, that doesn't happen without you guys. You know, goes one by one. Blake Brandle, great job, you know. Uh, and then Ray Busto says, remember the he has never called plays complaints when he was interviewing? Where are those idiots now? I think Judd was one of those idiots, yeah, actually. That's you, you were. Very concerned that he had never called... This is, I will say, I'm not calling you an idiot. Um, maybe I am. I don't know. But I think people were, like, hung up on, well, he's never called plays before. But the ability to lead a room of players and and portray a vision and get people to follow it, 
is so much more important than whether you can call plays or not. In fact, Nick Sirianni just gave up play calling in his second year, didn't he? With the Eagles. Like, you don't even need to call plays necessarily. You just need to be a great leader, which is the way harder thing, I think, to do as a head coach. I think they're both very hard. I, I think both of them are incredibly hard. And he's okay, done a well, great they're, job. they're both very hard, but the more important thing is as leading a, coach, a team, right. not but if then you plays. get, But if then you get a guy that isn't good at calling plays or great, I mean, O'Connell has done a phenomenal job there. So I I would say this. It was a good question. He has, he has begun to answer that question. But um, I just hate the well. Where where are you now? It's it's like where are you? It's where like this you, tweet. Judd? My favorite one now is this tweet didn't age well. Oh, like yeah. I tweeted the wolves are down eleven to two and there's no one in the building and so I tweeted that it's off to a terrible start. This didn't age well. No, it was a snapshot of time. You <laughs> idiots! Here's what doesn't age well. If I say the Timberwolves are going to lose this game badly, that doesn't age well. There was no commentary. Observations can't age poorly. I got hit with one of those at Just the beginning. Don't be at, an idiot. At the beginning of the Patriots Vikings game, right before it started, I said, "Big thing to watch tonight: Kirk statistically struggles against pressure. Patriots get a ton of pressure, or whatever." Uh, and then another one was, uh, "Uh-oh, Kirk tried to throw an interception there. We need Kirko Chains to come into the building." Stat right? Yeah. Retweet. You know, this didn't age well. No, it aged perfectly. Kirko Chains showed yeah, up. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you know, how dare you had that conversation. No, at the time it was germane to the topic. Come on. But but I will defend Ray Bustos in that, and this is what I had been saying all along too, is it's not that play calling isn't crucial. It is crucial. But it's much, much more crucial John Harbaugh. You know, think about the guys that don't even really oh, have sure, like yeah. a background in calling plays. Very Can important. you lead? Can you get the best out of players? Can you connect a locker room? And my God, Kevin O'Connell has done an incredible job of that so far here in his first year. It just feels like such a grand slam hire by the Vikings to this point. It also feels like in, in, in that clip sort of does a very good job of encapsulating, I think, uh, bits and pieces of what we've seen. And here's what I like about O'Connell. He, fe- he seems incredibly comfortable in his own skin. What he's doing doesn't seem like an act. Um, when you tell... Duke Shelley, there's nobody on this effing earth I would rather have playing than you. Okay, I'm calling BS there, okay? He's lying. But but he sells it. (laughs) But he sells it, and that's all I care about. Like, my problem with Fleck is I listen to Fleck's routine, and, and, you know, I will always say this. For college, for a lot of college kids, it probably works really well. But as an adult, I listen to it, and I'm like, I I ain't buying that. When I hear O'Connell, as a 53-year-old, I'm like, this is really impressive, and I would buy this at my age. Yeah, it's not so, it's not fake. He might be ramping it. You know, when he goes up to, yeah, there's a clip where he goes up to Duke Shell, and he's like, whatever he says. He's like, no one wants you in this game more than I do or that something. That effing you know? I do. Yeah, he, yeah, I love the F-bomb when he drops it. But there's, yeah, he, he does. He, he's dropping he's more. The, he's one of the guys. So he he's a, he's a player's coach and one of the guys and is telling players he loves them, and he's doing the bro hug in the locker room and during the game and stuff. But he's also holding guys accountable, and he's 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 got some grit and some edge to him. And there's one moment in this mic'd up thing. It's five minutes. It's on the Vikings YouTube page. Go find it if you can. It's on their Twitter page, too. And he's in the headset before it shuts off in Kirk's ear. And he says, Kirk, get in there and challenge these guys. This is a huge drive. Challenge these guys right now. And, you know, you could take it one of two ways. The A, 
Kirk needs to be reminded to challenge guys, which that's what the old Phil Mackey would complain about. <laughs> but the new Phil Mackey just loves that Kirk has found his, like, angel on his shoulder. His football soulmate. Yes. That he's got a guy. Mike Zimmer isn't in his ear. I mean, there's actually... There, this this is a good transition to the next comment here. Multiple people again sent us the ESPN uh, Tim Kuhn report. I'll just read it to you. During training camp, Kevin O'Connell invited Justin Jefferson to his office for a conversation, which is how he learned that Justin Jefferson, top five receiver in the NFL, two time Pro Bowler, most popular Viking by far, had un- not only never been to the head coach's office, but didn't have any idea where it was. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come hang out in my office for a little bit? Okay, coach. Uh, can you give me the address? Yeah. In the building? It's a long and winding road. I need to GPS road. it from the locker room. I, I will it's say, there, there are, there's rooms in this building alone here at Hubbard where people are like, yeah, it's up in this meeting room. It's like, I, I've worked here for years. I don't know where that is. Where, where That's is mostly that? because the Hubbard building is a 1960s like James Bond villain. It's yeah. been added to a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's it was shelter. Like a mad built man. as a little building and then it got yeah. bigger. Uh, but yes, the whole thing, and look. There is no question that O'Connell is the perfect coach for this time, too. Like, it's weird because if, everything we say about this seems like an indictment on Zim, and that's that's well. re- that's true, but it's not necessarily fair. But anyway, when you are transitioning from a coach who was a, a, a hard-ass type of coach, which he was, uh, and a team that clearly the tough, if you call it tough love, wasn't working, like this has been the perfect guy now i am curious about next year like and i'm curious when things go wrong at, at times um because we just haven't seen that yet things have been really good which is fantastic but all of that being said it's not that hard to embrace at least two people your quarterback and your bleeping superstar <laughs> i mean yes. it's really not that hard yeah and it is i mean i I, I'm sorry, Maya, Maya, Maya Mackey outside the door here has yeah, some takes hungry. on. I, I got takes on. She's definitely not hungry anymore. And I'll tell you why. Because just about an hour and a half ago, she had a gigantic scoop, well, a half cup, based on her weight, of Nutrisource chicken and rice. She loves her Nutrisource. And Nutrisource helps her gut and digestion health. It's a great pairing. Maya plus Nutrisource. Same with Stella, plus Nutrisource. Yep, and here's the thing. Stella loves to deliver hot takes. She sits on (laughs) that chair with the training (laughs) rewards treats, and she gives me hot takes, but she says, you know what, Dad? I need to be fueled by by my Nutrisource meals and treats before I provide you with the takes that I know you're going to take on to PD and share. And so, don't forget, Stella, the brains behind the Zolgat operation, also, like Maya, fueled by Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. It's the official dog food and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. You can find uh, a list of retailers. They like to support local pet stores, too. So find a list at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, Judd. That is, that is right. In fact, I am holding in my hot little hands here not one but two two cards, gift cards, to the Chanhassen Dinner theaters and it is the perfect gift idea that's exactly right it lets you pick what you want to see and there is something for everyone splashy musical on stage that concert series tribute concerts i love those fantastic i did i'm a sucker for all of this they they are fantastic 
And the comedy improv show at Stevie Ray's is also a blast. Did I mention the great steak and prime rib? The famous Chan Hassan, uh, 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 Chan Chicken is great too. This is, in other words, guys, a perfect gift for the holidays because it puts you in a position for a perfect date night. O- order online or by phone or get your gift cards, tickets in person, 952-934-1525 or go to ChanHassanDT.com. That's ChanHassanDT.com and be a hero for the holidays for a lovely evening with your girlfriend, wife, or whomever. Yes, great date night idea, speaking from experience. Okay, Southern Exile here sends into the show. There's a silver lining to the underwhelming power rankings, the ringer's disrespect of cousins in their QB rankings, and the overall national disrespect thrown at the Vikings. The Eagles, for example, in 2017, were shown similar shade and criticism, and they used the disbelief from the rest of the nation, to fuel a Super Bowl championship run. I think the shoulder-shrugging indifference from the from most of the pundits and talking heads could fuel this team to make a big run. In my opinion, this team could wilt with the pressure of being a juggernaut, but conversely, they may thrive with the role of being an underdog. This has been kind of like fascinating to me because I think in the preseason there was some like Colin Coward said, oh, they're going to win 13, 14 games. And I think some people are like, whoa, 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 like that's that's a little much. But there was definitely a numerous amount of outlets and writers and people that said, hey, no, the Vikings had about an eight and a half win to the once hit the over on that. Like that that's an obtainable over. You should be able to bet yeah. the over. It's it's a new coach coming in. That's with the times. And now we're what, 12, 13 weeks into the season. The Vikings are nine and two, and the majority of the of the whoa, whoa, whoa there's some uh, fraudulence here. Uh, their point differential's not great. They got blown out by the Cowboys for whatever reason. We ignore the fact that they beat the Bills, Commanders, and could beat the Jets. Whoever top, all of them have top five de- defense DVOAs. Well, let's pump the brakes. They're kind of frauds. Well, then how come we bought into the narrative that? All right, hey, the Vikings actually might be optimistic. Then all of a sudden, the national outlets come out basically after twelve weeks of a sample size of what they've seen and have said. Ah, there's some fraudulence here. It's just it's it's really frustrating to me as someone who has been a Vikings fan growing up because you've kind of pumped up the tires and now they have exceeded those expectations and now all of a sudden the national outlets are kind of trying to dial it back. It's it's frustrating. But it's, it's good for them though. It's it should it it might be frustrating for you, but I think if you could choose one or the other, hey, do you want everyone pumping your tires every single week and all of your players going on social media and seeing like everyone putting the number one and, and it going to their head, or would you rather see the opposite, which is people not believing in them? It may sound corny, but the fuel of people not believing in them is much, much, much more powerful and could help this team. So if we can all kind of put ego aside here on behalf of the Vikings, that they're not getting their respect. Well, if you want them to win a Super Bowl, this is probably a better drug for them to be uh, injecting on a regular basis than the, you know, than the other side of the coin. So I've been debating about this the entire week because I think it's a very interesting conversation. And there's no question that the national uh, talking heads are not bought in completely. And um, I was listening to a show on Sirius yesterday about this. So here's what I'm trying to weigh. Um, As far as the karma goes, this team is in a great place. Like this team definitely has a momentum internally that is incredibly important. I don't know that you win a a championship without that. Um, that being said, I think that the concern is, and I totally get this, the defense has to improve. The last three games, 
including the Dallas debacle, obviously, they have surrendered 96 points. They've scored 69 points. Um, the offense, you know, Jefferson is so dynamic. I think the the reality is we, the national people look at the stats and complain about Kirk, but we know from watching him on a game-by-game basis that Kirk is playing, for Kirk, incredibly well when it matters most. All of that being said, do I see you going into the playoffs and advancing through them with the current state of your defense without without something changing? No, I don't. So, like, I totally get this. I think I think the vibes are great. I think the offense with a player as dynamic as JJ is really good. Uh, statistically, it could certainly improve. But I think what really keeps everybody from saying, I'm buying in, is a defense that has surrendered 96 points in three games. And yeah. I get that. I can't get around that stat. Like the cousin stats, I'm totally fine with because he's playing well when you know you get down to crunch time. The defensive problems, I get it's warranted why people are skeptical about that. Yeah. Uh, and all of that said, if they beat the Jets, I think right before the season started, there were some nines and nine and a halfs in terms of over under win totals. It had gone up from like eight and a half to nine to nine and a half. Well, they'll hit the over on the nine. And the, yeah. The Vikings preseason futures tickets will all cash the over if they beat the Jets. And fraud is a really strong word. Like, I don't agree with fraud. Skepticism's fine. I don't agree with with. Well, and it's all context. Fraud. Okay, fraud. Fraud in terms of what? If 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 the if the measurement stick is, are they the best team in the NFL? Okay, they're probably frauds, if you will. Yeah, because they've got some flaws here and there in their defense. In terms of being legitimate playoff team, they're not frauds. They've Correct. and also like. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL in the fourth quarter. We went over all the numbers yesterday. They're the best fourth quarter offense. Mm-hmm. Or second best in some categories behind Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Well, that's not luck. They're not just like accidentally scoring touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, there's yes, there's some things to nitpick. But uh, Razor Chisholm chimes in here. He says, devil's advocate, there's no chance of the Vikings facing the Patriots, Jets, or Bills in the playoffs, obviously. Well, I don't know if I would say that. Uh, We can quite likely see Dallas and Philly in the playoffs, both of whom smoked us. Should we maybe pump the brakes a little on how good this offense is since we haven't really shown that we're up to handling postseason caliber NFC teams yet? Yeah, obviously, you got smoked by perhaps the two best other teams in the NFC, and you're going to have to avenge those losses at some point. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fair. they got to go beat those teams again at some point. Yeah, and but if you come out and beat the Jets and play well offensively, that's a good defense. I mean, the Patriots still had, so I, I guess I don't – I get the point, but I'm not going to give them – I'm not going to discredit them. I mean, if you, you beat – the Patriots if you beat the Jets then you've won two consecutive games after a horrific start to to a three-game homestand so yes he's right but I'm also if you come out and play well on Sunday I'm not gonna sit there and like be like well it's the Jets and they're in a, a different conference so it's still it's still meaningful if you can continue to build something mm-hmm Ryan Smith says, looking back a few years, why did Justin Jefferson fall in the draft right into our lap? Oh, man. Love the content. Keep it up. Great. So here were the draft picks 
wide receivers before him. The first receiver didn't even go until 12 in that draft. And then it was bang. Then it was a run. And then So Henry Ruggs went to the Raiders. Uh, Jerry Judy went to the Broncos. CeeDee Lamb to the Cowboys at 17. Jalen Rager to the Eagles, the famous clip of the Vikings laughing at the Eagles <laughs> on the, the COVID Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went 21st, and then Jefferson went next. That was also the draft where the Packers decided to trade back up, I think, to 26th to get Jordan Love. Correct. Brandon Ayuk went 25th, by the way, to San Francisco. So there were six receivers drafted in the first round. So if you're the Packers, you were going to trade up in the first round. What if you had traded up just a few more slots? And they wanted to. Yes, exactly. Couldn't they have gotten up to like 20th or 21st but they traded or up for They traded up for the pick to get Love after the Jefferson pick was made, right? I think so. Yeah. So, like, I but think they had they were plans the to trade up. So, yeah. Uh, but mm. as far as I've read and know, the reason was because at LSU in their national championship season with Jamar Chase and JJ had used JJ in the slot, and teams are like, "Well, he's a slot guy. Can he play?" I mean, you read this continually at the time. Can so he weird. play elsewhere? It is one of the greatest. Uh, if you don't. If you didn't take him and you were uh, desperate for a receiver and you don't go through your scouting department at that point with a fine-tooth comb, you never will. That's one of those things where, and same with same with the quarterback sort of you know blindfold throwing a dart history of drafting quarterbacks. The people that you think are smart in life oftentimes aren't. The people that put in 20 or 30 years as NFL scouts, yes, they can talk circles around you watching film. But at the end of the day, a lot of them thought that Jalen Rager was better than Justin Jefferson or that Henry Ruggs was going to be, you know, this face of a franchise human. Um, also, this this was a loaded wide receiver draft, man. The first two picks in the second round were T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Think about how many just ridiculous receivers were floating around. Then you had a Chase Claypool go at 49 in that draft. Van Jefferson, 57. Um. Yeah, just a ridiculous crop of receivers. And Jefferson, the best of all of them, obviously. All right, let's keep it moving here. Feedback Friday. Uh, Chris Manson says, I've been mixing my Surly with purple Kool-Aid since the Kevin O'Connell hire. I made my friends predict this season, and they all said between four and eight wins for the Vikings. Mm -hmm. The Vikings sit at nine wins already, so I would like to formally submit my request for Judd to wave the flag because I had them Stella. at 12 and beat my friends. Stella, give Get me the, the flag. flag. Give me the flag. There it is. Thanks, Stella. Good job. Here's your Nutrisource. <laughs> Wait, my, my, my notes right. blew up on my uh, He says, I look forward to being wrong when we win 15 <laughs> games. Oh, wow. Good job, Stella. Amazing. Okay, Stuart Gonzalez Blank says, my biggest worry about the Vikings is not who they play. They have the grit and talent to beat anyone. My biggest concern is their emotional victory hangovers. You're going to have multiple emotional victories in a row in the playoffs if you keep winning. If you don't show up after one of them, game over. Well, this was a problem for them in 2017 with a largely different cast of characters. 2019? Mm -hmm. Now, some of it is emotional hangover, big win over the Saints in both cases, followed by really tough road environment against a team that's great in the trenches. So how much of like getting smoked by the Eagles, getting smoked by the Niners in the playoffs, how much of that is emotional hangover letdown versus 
they were just better than you in the trenches. There's probably a little bit of a combination there. I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's fair. But, uh, yeah, they there is no question. And I don't know if, if you were to do a pie chart of blame on this. I don't know exactly how it would be um, portioned out. But there is no question that the Buffalo game, I mean, the Vikings didn't look prepared for Dallas. And I was shocked. Like, this team so far has been prepared for everything. So, it's a really good point. Like, if they're... I think the Dallas game ultimately, hopefully for O'Connell and the Vikings' sake, taught them a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. A lot of things... To, there's Because when you get beat by that much, you got to learn a lot if you consider yourself a good team. And you'd rather learn it in November, you know, middle of November, than middle of January, I guess. Absolutely. J.J. Leonard says he uh, he's the chief pro wrestling officer of Purple Daily. By the way, the Purple Daily leadership cabinet is rocking and rolling on our new web page. That's right. We have a web page for the Purple Daily leadership cabinet at scorenorth.com slash cabinet. That's S-K-O-R north dot com slash cabinet where you can officially apply, put in your requested job Have title. you said no yet, CEO? No, I have not. <laughs> It will I'm, have to be an Should, we, say, should we be saying no? No, no, no. I'm just curious if the, C, the C, CEO, Listen, you know, we, we enjoys are a couple middle... of day drinks and then just starts hitting approve, approve, approve. We are looking to hire <laughs> a lot of people. We have a lot of open <laughs> positions in the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. Uh, and by the way, if you if you already are in the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet, <laughs> but you but you haven't submitted again through the website. I have your name on a list of, like, on a Word document, but we go ahead and actually submit through the website, scorenorth.com slash cabinet, so we can get you up. You can see pictures and job titles of all of your fellow coworkers when you when you go there. We'll start highlighting employees of the week going forward. It's going to be fun. Okay. Um, yeah, so J.J. Leonard, the chief pro wrestling officer of Purple Daily, says, do you think Ed Donatel comes back next year as defensive coordinator? Totally reckless speculation with zero insight. I don't. I don't. I think O'Connell. Um, again, I think he's a. I think he's a likable guy. I think he's an incredibly smart guy. But do I? But he's a competitive dude, and I think he wanted something from this defense. And I would be hard pressed to say he's getting it. So no, I think they make some defensive staff changes, and I don't know if like Mike Pettin then tra- then goes from assistant head coach with uh, O'Connell to DC and assistant head coach. Total gut feeling, he doesn't come back. What's yours? I think he does come back because I don't. First of all, I think Kevin O'Connell. I think it's going to be the the way he builds relationships with people. I think it's going to be really hard for him to just like let someone go. After a, a really good season, That's a test, part part of building up this culture is building great relationships with people. Yeah. So I think he gives him a second year to try and turn some things around. Because you could you could, if you're Donatel, you could say, "Listen, you guys gave me two two middle linebackers over the age of thirty, a starting safety who's thirty two or thirty three years old, and not a lot of depth along the uh, the defensive line." So. You can blame my scheme all you want, but we got a bunch of old dudes running around here. Now, some of the old dudes have played very well, Patrick Peterson. Yeah. So, I just I think he gives him another year and maybe an influx of some young talent in the draft because their their offensive line is kind of set. They might have to swap out Bradbury if he signs in free agency, and those guys are all twenty seven younger. 
They got Jefferson. Kirk's under contract. So who are they likely to spend draft capital on? Young defensive players, I would think. I think, too, when you look at his coaching hires that he made, um, and I don't fault him for bringing in someone like Ed Donatel, but he, he brings over, you know, Matt Daniels and Wes Phillips from the Rams, from his ties with the Rams, and, and now they're empowering and, and doing a great job in their own degree. Does he also then go with someone younger? Does he go with someone that he's familiar with, but also someone that maybe hasn't had the opportunity to coach defense, but deserves the opportunity to coach defense? I don't blame him for going for someone like Donatel, who's been around the block for years, but I would be pretty surprised, I think, at this point, if he returned. I'd be pretty surprised. I got one. I got one, and I think we've discussed this previously, but probably a few months back. You know who's sitting on his couch, and you know who's probably going to get back into coaching in 2023? Yeah, Mike Zimmer. Not Mike Zimmer. No, no, sorry. Vic Fangio, who is is the head chef. Well, I'm just saying, Donatel's a sous chef. He's the sous chef here. He's the guy who knows knows the guy. Who knows the guy? Right, but he's but but he is not the master chef, and he knows the guy who is the guy, mm-hmm. and and the guy is on his couch and probably itching a, a little bit. And I don't think he's going to be a head coach again. I'm just putting it out there that Vic Fangio, I think, is going to get hired, and I think he's going to coach again next year. And uh, the Wilfs have, when the circumstances are right, they usually spend. And Ed Donatel, I think, is a really good position coach. I've seen him coordinate before. He's not a great. He's not great here. So like he knows what he knows. He knows some of the Fangio secrets, but he doesn't really have the recipes. And let's just say the guy who's got the the box of recipes on his couch with him right now might be looking for work. Just gonna throw that yeah. out there recklessly. I mean, in its simplest form, Vic Fangio is a better coordinator and was a head coach than Ed Donatel. So if you have a chance to make that move, you probably do. Uh, Rich in Oklahoma says, now that the Vikes are a very solid lock to win the NFC North, do you guys see the Eagles losing at least two of their last six games? Do you see the Vikings running the table and going 6-0? and Or do you think one of our North foes will play spoiler and put the number one seed out of reach? Let me pull up the Eagles schedule here quick, just for fun. So the Vikings are effectively two games behind the Eagles because the Eagles beat them in a head-to-head, right? So... At the very least, the Eagles would have to lose two and the Vikings run the table or Eagles lose three. It's going to be tough, but the Eagles do host the Titans on Sunday. That is a very difficult game. At the Giants, difficult game. Mm -hmm. At the Bears, if Justin Fields plays, that game could get weird, but the Eagles are going to be favored heavily. At Dallas, difficult game. Home against New Orleans, heavily favored. Home against the Giants. If the Giants are fighting for a wild card spot, difficult game. Mm-hmm. Could they drop two of those? Yes. I could see them losing to Tennessee and like at Dallas for sure. Sure. Or maybe one of the Giants games. I could see them losing three games. But I don't see the Vikings not dropping an- another game. I don't see that happening. They're walking a tightrope this season. Yeah. Well, and it's just so, not. It's. I mean, at some point in time, you're probably going to have a blip again. If the Vikings were to finish three and three with a twelve and five record, I would still be happy with the regular season. Very yeah. happy. I, I would not fall into the recency bias. Oh, but you went you kind of sputtered right. down the stretch. If they I think they're gonna go better than three and three, but if they were to even finish three and three and go twelve and five and host a home playoff game, that is a crazy successful season. Yes. 
And that, that would that would now in the current system get you two playoff games, right? But potentially, you'd you'd host a game, you'd sure. host a first round yeah. game, yeah, you're right. and then you'd be in line laughing. to host a second round game, provided you, you beat the the first yep. round opponent. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you're right because you wouldn't get the buy, so you would for sure. Because the uh, if you're the two seed, if you're the two seed, right? Yep. Correct. Right. Um, Kevin Stoll says today's show, the Tuesday before the Jets game. Was in always oh, talking about uh, Booney here, trenches with Boone. Nice. This episode was infectious. It sucks you in and demonstrates the hows and whys of any relevant play in the game. It's a learning experience every time I watch uh, Booney. Way to go, Macadac. You have a real winner there. And with Boondog, who is a footballer, uh, why isn't he a high end, top paid analyst for a network? I guess it's our win. He is seemingly a treasure trove. Of information, so yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't want to speak too freely on behalf of Boone here, but so last year he actually did, and maybe even the year before that he did the Sirius XM, like the three-hour Sunday pregame show, really good. with um, Amber Amber Wilson. Uh, Amber Wilson. Amber, no, not Amber Wilson. She does a little bit, I think, of NFL Network and ESPN. She is on ESPN Radio too on our airways, fifteen hundred AM. No, dude, it's Amber Amber Theo Harris. I believe is the one I'm looking for here. Yes, Amber Theo Harris. This is Sirius XM. Okay. Um, Amber Wilson just got hired from Miami to do an ESPN radio show. So he used to host with Amber Theo Harris on Sirius XM. Why is this weird right now? I don't know because I cause <laughs> I'm, I'm just see, waiting for it to play because out. I see I see her Twitter and she she literally has in her bio that that she does. Stuff for serious. She used to do stuff for Sirius XM. She doesn't have it right well, now, but she did. So, but he used to be on the show. Yeah, okay. yeah, with Amber Theo Harris. <laughs> but, but back to back. To okay, Boone. yeah, Get but Boone is uh, really good at Sirius XM, and, and was doing that for a little bit too. Yep. Um, he has he's done some NFL Network stuff before. What, dude? It, it was, I don't know. I don't think it had to go that way. It was just I. It was just kind of weird. This is getting uncomfortable. Yeah. Unnecessary. It was getting uncomfortable. But I want to give credit to the right Amber that he hosted with, and it was Amber Theo Harris. Amber Wilson, I'm sure, does a great job as well. I'm glad I'm not involved in this. I think Declan's mad now. I know. Why are you mad? I'm not mad. Let's talk about Boone. I think you're mad. He's mad right now. You're annoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, He's had chances to do national stuff, but he doesn't want to be boxed up. He's got his offensive line training business, and so he might do some stuff in the future. And that's his big thing, right? Yeah, it is right now. Like yeah. that's his and a bunch it. of Rugrats and Pop Warner football teams that True. apparently he's loving and coaching all the time, too, which is awesome. Yes, he's got 19 of his own kids, and then he coaches a bunch of wow. other people's kids. Yes, 19? he's got four, four kids. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve Siebert, Subert says, I love your program. I might even say you've got a special trio of guys. Thank you. I think he's talking about us. Right now, uh, there's a lot of dissension. There's a lot of tension right now. There's schisms. schisms. Well, we, we don't not know for which me. To I'm not tense at all. To. A, a tweak. It's Friday. I'm <laughs> sipping on my coffee and enjoying this infighting. I also love observing uh, how your observations ebb and throw, uh, ebb and flow through the season. I get two parallel seasons of football entertainment: the Viking season and the Score North season. And this year's been great. Uh, I also notice how fans react to your critique. So I'm really enjoying your opening up to Kirk. I won't say I disagree with all of your Kirk critiques, but uh, I do respect that you don't die on a hill as circumstances change. I think we've heard a lot of this, like, you guys are opening up to Kirk. I think Kirk is opening up to just playing better in key situations. Kirk Kirk has changed a lot 
in the last year and change. Yes. And he has done a lot of the things. Like, what are the things we've asked him to do? Be a better leader. Dig the Vikings out of a hole when you're trailing in the fourth quarter. That's what you're paid to do. He's doing way more of that stuff than he ever did in the first three years of his Vikings career. Why is it in sports when players or coaches do something to to clearly change, and if you criticize them and basically called for that, that change, there's a certain faction of fans that come back and say, well, now you get it. It's yeah. like, no, this is what we wanted. Like, you know, I mean, there have been a number of players in this town because sports change guys' age um, in which we have criticized and or praised people who we then do the opposite with. I mean, Rocco Baldelli in 2019 was the greatest thing since since sliced bread, right? And yeah. now it's like, what what's, what is Rocco doing? I, I find it very intriguing that it's like, once you have an opinion on a player or a coach, that that's your opinion and it absolutely can't change even when they change. I just don't I don't understand the mentality of that. I mean this this whole business is about evolving opinions. Did uh when sliced bread became a thing like when it was like in the package sliced? I think it was in the 30s, yeah. Who was the, the first person to to walk into the grocery store and be like, "Whoa, sliced bread. It's already sliced." This is crazy. This is the greatest invention. Forget about electricity. Sliced bread is a good in- invention. I think it's probably because I mean, it's not like you couldn't slice it previously. So, well, but slicing it yourself is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It depends on the type of bread. It's like, the I same like thing with good. like you uh, enjoy slicing your own bread. A good, a good bread, but not like not the cheap stuff. Then it's just like, like I, I loathe when you buy bagels and they're not pre-cut. I'm not. I don't want to cut the bagel. Like, why can't it just be pre-cut? A, great a point. pre-cut bagel. Cut it for me. That's and true. It's always slip, disappointing. If you slip on that, well, yeah. big risk of hand problems. And not even like, injury. obviously, yes, the, the hand injury of blood and, and going to the hospital. But like you, you mess up the cut, and now you have like a ratio of like 80-20 bagel split. And you're like, well, this stinks. This is, and this is the, not good. And then you can't good. fit the bigger chunk into the toaster, too, because it's yeah. too fat. Yes. Yeah. And the, and or the, you do and it, it will pop out. And the small fin burns. Too, yeah. And, and a bagel is so hot. Because the, the backside, the bread side thing gets so hot, it hurts. 1928 sliced bread, just to be oh. clear. I don't know where that question started, but thank you, Steve, for the compliment. Appreciate it. And go, go uh, Kirk Cousins. We are opening up to Kirk. He, as long as he go keeps Kirk. doing the things that we need. That to was do. said with so little genuine oomph right there. <laughs> like well, we, all we want, we just oh, we hold a high God. standard. And he is hitting, he is hitting the standard more often yeah. now. You guys are finally, well, no, Kirk is finally, Kirk is finally, that, is the yeah. way that I would frame it. So, exactly. Um, and we're here with open arms for him. All right, that is, uh, that's a wrap on Feedback Friday here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Don't forget, every Sunday, Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. And uh, we'll be with you on the Purple Daily YouTube channel right after Vikings Jets finish up. We'll be taking all of your comments and takes on the game. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the Purple Pick segment.